Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network, and I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine so that when you type in keywords, you'll get a bunch of episodes really quick. The other is the ability to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today. and welcome to New Books in Latin American Studies. I'm one of the hosts, Alejandra Bronfman, and I've just finished speaking with Elizabeth Maddock Dillon, author of New World Drama, The Performative Commons in the Atlantic World, 1649 to 1849, published in 2014 by Duke University Press. This terrific book remaps the connections among London, Charleston, Kingston, and New York through its exploration of the archives generated by theater and performance. Beyond text, the archives includes gesture, sound, movement, and object, and it yields fresh ways to think about the making of Atlantic publics at the height of slavery and colonialism. Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hello. Thank you. My pleasure. So I really enjoyed a lot of this book. I, I enjoyed almost every single page. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderfully complicated book. And in a lot of ways, I think that the contribution that it makes is in thinking about slavery, economic enclosures, the creation of a public or a people, and colonialism all in the same frame. And I think that that's really innovative. And that it's done, the fact that it's done also through theater and performance also opens up a path that is less about texts or commodities, although you do talk about those, and more about bodies, gestures, sounds, Etc. So, can you talk a little bit about how you came to think about those as connected to one another? Well, uh, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate them. Um, the uh, the The project began um, in thinking about the theater in early America. So, I uh, was trained as an early Americanist, and um, and when I was trained as a literary scholar in early American studies. It was sort of the era of Sack Van Berkovich and Perry Miller. And in that world, um, Boston and New England is really the center of the universe and the origin of America. And as I was working on um, different materials, I discovered that there was a, a pretty rich history of theater in early America that really hadn't been discussed at all by literary critics. And the reason for that is that most of the theater that was performed 
prior to, say, 1830 in the United States was uh, um, written by British authors and often performed by British actors. And what that meant was that for literary scholars, it couldn't be, that couldn't be considered American literature. So despite the fact that thousands upon thousands of people went to the theater, um, that people memorized lines from the theater, that the theater sort of pervaded the vernacular of everyday life, and people even died in the streets over theater. Uh, it had disappeared from our sense of what literary culture or even um, culture was in that early period. So um, I, one of the things that made this book possible is the new direction that the field of early American studies has taken towards an Atlantic understanding of the field. Um, because once you look at it as Atlantic, then it's sort of no longer off the table to talk about productions of Shakespeare in early America or productions of Sheridan or so forth. And as I looked at the theater in early America, um, one of the first things that interested me was the fact that the I learned that Continental Congress had outlawed theater uh, um, prior to the revolution um, because it was considered essentially a British luxury good. It was outlawed together with um, expensive funerals and cockfighting, <laughs> um, which <laughs> were both considered ways you weren't supposed to spend your money. Um, but what that meant was that the, the primary theater company in the uh, North America at the time, the so-called American company, decamped to Jamaica for eight years um, until after the revolution when theater was then again made legal um, in what was now the United States. And so I thought that was kind of fascinating. And um, as I looked at it, this very different map emerged of what theater looked like. So you have a uh, the primary company in, in North America is comprised of British actors who are as at home in Jamaica as they are in New York or Baltimore or um, Philadelphia. And um, once I started looking more closely at what was going on in the theater, it, it just became clear that it was a very, very different space than what we currently think of as a theater. So um, one of the things that uh, was going on at the theater. Well, one way to understand the theater is that it was much more like a sporting event would be today than, um, than the way we think of the theater. So the theater, uh, uh, and the, an evening at the theater would last for many hours. It would include, uh, a play followed by an interact of rope dancing or pantomime followed by another play. And during this whole evening, People would come and go and talk and eat, um, and they w were also very interactive with what was going on in the stage. So they would yell at the actors. They would, um, if they uh, thought that the manager had miscast an actor, they would scream um, and and complain. If they liked a song, they would ask the actor to repeat it three or four times. Um, and it became clear to me that there was a very different sense of what the theater meant um, and that there was a sense of um, uh, what one critic has called audience sovereignty. And um, as I looked into the 
you know, so so you have this kind of mix of this very different geography than we've typically looked at, one that's very Atlantic um, in the 17th and 18th century, and um, and the theater as a very different space that is about um, creating a kind of uh, collective, uh, a kind of collective. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.